0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. I'm your host, Grace Valentine. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, podcast host, but most importantly, I'm a friend. I'm so excited for today on the podcast host. I have one of my friends, Dylan. He lives in Tallahassee and he works at a church, downtown city church, I believe. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. And we met, I think two years ago or one year ago when I was approached to speak. Yes. Wait, you remember? Was it two years ago or one year ago? Yes, you could say it out loud.
1: <laughs> a, little, a little less to two. It was like two, was two falls ago. Do you remember no, the exact day. Yeah,
0: two falls ago. And so he, he reached out for me to speak it because he was starting a Doulos, which is a Greek life ministry at FSU. And it's just so cool to see what he does in the front lines for Greek life ministry. And I know I have a lot of Greek life people who follow me. So Dylan, say hi to everyone.
1: Hey, hey everyone! Yes, I'm Dylan Nylander. I'm from Lake Placid, Florida. Real small. Shout out Lake Placid. About <laughs> 2000, population, two thousand three hundred. We got orange groves and cattle. Um, I've been in Tallahassee uh, for about six years now. Came here for my um, undergraduate study at Florida State, and I get to stay here and work here at Downtown Community Church. You almost had. You said Downtown City Church. No. Cool. Yes.
0: community church because there's a city church also in Tallahassee the right
1: yes. yes I just wanted
0: y'all to combine I, I was just trying to plan something honestly, cool. yeah
1: I'm with it I'm with it city church if you're listening out there let's collab I love <laughs> this, you I love you Hunter and Dean my friends
0: that's um, so funny and so you went to FSU as a student right I didn't know you're from that small of a town too oh
1: yeah teeny town teeny town
0: <laughs> teeny town country town or like small was that yeah. the vibes the cattle you said yeah. and yeah. so when you joined when you went to FSU you joined Greek life correct
1: that's right. That's right. I was like among the very first things I did.
0: Yeah, that's like, everything. That was me going to school. We had second semester rush, but I already was like vouching and I went to Baylor. It's not like FSU, like crazy school, as crazy as FSU. But I remember being like, what sorority am I going to do? Right. So why did Dylan Nylander join Greek life when you were a freshman?
1: That's a great! I, you just brought me back to those times. I remember looking at like Greek rank, like looking at all oh like my
0: gosh, it, it's just people just trashing everything. Like, yeah, oh just like,
1: oh, I guess they're all awful. I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess, no, I guess no good everyone
0: change. sucks. Yeah,
1: right. Um, so I have. <clears throat> it's a good question. Why did I join Greek life? I have about I have three different answers. So there's um, the classic: what you tell your parents of. I, it's going to be for future business connections. It's going to be so good for me when I'm an alumni. It's going to set me up for success. Um, so that was, uh, that, that was the, the parental answer. Is it's a good thing for my future. Um, for me, I was, it was probably about friendships um, consciously. I, I was looking for robust friendships. Really, no, like a couple people from my high school went up to Florida State, but I didn't come with a strong group of friends at all. So that was something I was looking for. Um, and then I think realistically, I would have never said this at the, at the time. Uh, I'm kind of going to dive on in, but I was, uh, I was really on on an approval hunt. Um, I know, like, I don't know, that, I feel, I guess, I feel like I don't hear guys talk about like their need and seeking for approval a lot, but I know myself well enough now to know, man, that's a common thread in a ton of my decisions. And that was a big one. As I, you know, looking, looking towards Greek life, I wanted to be the man and uh, that was the best, easiest way to do that is I'm going to join the biggest, most pre- prestigious fraternity I can. Um, so that was that was probably the underlying most important reason for me. I, I didn't I didn't by any means join Greek life to um, influence it for Jesus or, or live for Christ um, by any means.
0: I remember hearing a girl at like, I worked at summer and she was talking about how she like joined like the crazy sorority that was like also top to like disciple. And that's so beautiful. And I was like, that's not why I joined my sorority. And I remember exactly what you said, telling your parents those things. I would love to know if anyone's actually gotten a job from their like fraternity or yeah, sorority. I mean,
1: no, it, it, it does? It, it okay. to it. I, I know tons of guys who've gotten jobs. So it's Maybe
0: because girls, it's like a bigger group. <laughs> I guess you don't, I don't hear it as often, but I'm sure for guys. Might be. Yeah, but I remember exactly what you said. Approval, and obviously, girls talk about it more. I mean, that's kind of what I do for a living. But <laughs> I, it is true. Like I, it was the granted the the comfort of being like I can join this group and have a pledge class of ninety five, a hundred girls. I will be forced to have friendship, forced to hang out with them, forced yeah. to do these things. And that's nice to have. I mean, you're growing from high school where your parents kind of forced you to do stuff to show up to events to enjoy and embrace those areas. And so then it was almost nice to have that accountability in college too. Of, like, I will make friends, but, yep. and I agree with you, the approval is so real. I think when I think back to like my most sinful self, it was probably during recruitment when I was judging other sororities and then also vice versa when I was in sororities in recruitment, judging other girls. And I think Greek life can be such a great thing. And I think I've said that enough on my platform where people believe me, but I also look and like my most sinful times were a lot of times involved with Greek life. So even though God can take a bad thing and make it a good thing, if it's a God thing, I I think we can still look back on Greek life and be like, like 75% of it, like it gives you cool ministry opportunities, but like maybe our reasoning and our heart behind it isn't always great. So I love that you said that. Okay. Okay, So I, so you came into from the small cattle town Mm -hmm. joined a really cool frat bro fraternity. Right. Um, probably had some great times with them, some great tailgates, all the experiences. So like now you work at a church. So I'm just trying to follow the, like, how did you find Jesus in this? Like what changed you?
1: There was a jump. There was a jump there. There was a Big jump. jump. Um, it started my freshman year as I come um come coming from the small town now into a huge pond. And I'm like, I'm it's time for me to flap my wings and take off and fly. <laughs> uh, and so that's what I did. I I I lived my freshman year just kind of doing well, going wherever the wind took me, um, doing whatever I thought would make me um look cooler, have more fun. Um, and implicitly to, to, to gain more approval of my peers, um, I, you know, when guys think I was a man, I, w- I wanted the the girls to desire me, um, all that sort of thing. And that's that's what my freshman year was like. And then I had I have an identical twin brother, and he was at UCF doing the exact opposite, getting um, immediately plugged in with a campus ministry called Crew, and he dragged me to this at the end of freshman, the first semester of freshman year, dragged me to this crew winter conference in Atlanta. Um, And so I got on on this bus with these weird Christian kids from (laughs) Orlando. Um, And my brother took me to a conference and it was really cool. I went there with UCF crew. And while I was there, they hit me with the classic bait and switch. They're like, hey, we're really glad you came with us. FSU crew is here too. You should really like go spend a day with them. And so I did that. I met a guy named Scott Perdue, who would go on to uh, man, disciple me for like three years of college. Um, but most immediately, then my spring of freshman year, he started meeting up with me. Before I didn't even know what discipleship was at this point. Um, you know, like I, I grew up in the church and I was a youth group kid. Um, but discipleship was something that was pretty far from me. I, I, I didn't have a context for it. Um, and so this guy named Scott Perdue, he's on staff with Crew. He's, he's the guy who was formerly leading Doulos, the ministry to people in Greek life. He just started meeting up with me and he talked me into going to this thing called Greek Summit, which is Crew's summer project on how to be a disciple in your fraternity and sorority. And it's like over a hundred people from schools all over the Southeast. And he's like deciding me, pushing like, Hey, I think you should sign up. I think you should sign up. You guys pour his money, but you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and give you a hundred, two hundred $200 to go do it. Like, I, th- I think you should do it. And it came to the boiling point, And finally I was like, Scott, like, I don't think I'm your guy. Like I, I kind of want to go, but look, last week I went straight from meeting with you at Starbucks to happy hour And I just like, I'm I'm not this Christian dude. And he's like, that's exactly why I think you should go. I said, okay. I went, I went to Greek summit. Um, Long story short, about like three days in maybe, I was in this top bunk um, of this um, little town home in Destin, Florida, and I prayed a prayer something like, all right, Jesus, I don't know if I've ever really walked with you. But I want to do that now. I want to do that now. And that was a huge life-changing event. And that that, that was, I guess, the initiation of my walking. Was
0: that sophomore year of college? You that said? was
1: the summer going into sophomore year. Yes,
0: college. gotcha.
1: Um, so that was that was a huge turning point. And then it was really like a, um, I wish that was just like the end, like old man, new man, snap. Now yeah. I'm just... bibbidi
0: boppity boo Right. But,
1: yeah. yeah, for me, it was more of an on-again, off-again process. I really didn't like... Find a ton of continuity in my faith um, until I was like p- part way through my senior years, and when it really started happening for me in, in, a, in an um, uninterrupted trajectory. Um, but I mean, there are definitely cool things that happened in between there. But I, so that was um, it's a long, complicated story. But those are those are the bones of it. Those are the bones of it.
0: No, I love that. I think that's a lot of people's story. It took someone who looked at you and said, "I see something more in you." Like I know. I know you're not typical, but I'm not typical disciple or like, I'm not looking for like the good church kid to raise a leader in that, but the idea of, yeah, you went from discipleship training to happy hour, you know, like that's just yeah. such a college like way, but also I was talking on another podcast with someone. I yeah. think the problem is we accept our faith and we expect to see immediate results, but we forget that that relationship is still building. Like obviously you're a new person immediately, but I, you're still going to struggle with that temptation. It's just about knowing God more than you see the world, like in the temptations of the world and kind of getting to that place where you can not juggle at all, the opposite of juggle, that you're able to realize that I want this and only this.
1: Yeah. And celebrating the small incremental steps towards that. Because I mean, you got to think, you know, digging into our past junk, it's like, how long did I invite this stuff into my life? Mm. Like, it's going to take a ton of uninviting these things into my life over a period of time. Um, to gain success over these things that used to rule my life.
0: And Scott also couldn't give up. I see a lot of people who are like, oh, like if he heard a rumor about you the next weekend, he couldn't be like, oh, Dylan, I'm giving up. Like, man, he's just wild. Like, He had to be like, I'm still going to meet him next week. Like, it's going to take a gradual. It doesn't matter what he did. Like, I, I know that Jesus Christ will change him in like a matter of time.
1: That man waded through the muck with me. I'll tell you that. And he was just, he was the most gracious Person I've ever met, and I would I would come to him on a weekly basis with and just like dump it on him. And every yeah. time, like, listen, man, um I don't see you any different. I knew you were a sinner who needed the grace of Jesus before you sat down, and I know that now. And here are the steps, and I'm gonna walk with you through this. um So, I mean, that is that is my story. So, um, were you
0: really honest with him? Were you like, this is what I did this weekend? Like sometimes,
1: sometimes yeah. <laughs> it was usually more of a buildup. It was usually a shock
0: factor. A- You're like, <laughs> run away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I meet guys who are way more honest than I was all the time, all the time. I was like, dang, I'm hyped you being honest with me. Because I would, I would uh-huh. leave that on for like months and then just like a culminated buildup of like, okay, oh, here's <laughs> what's actually going on. That, I mean, that was always yeah. like, with that struggle, um, for me, like whenever I was farthest away from God is like something that was always present was kind of this double life aspect of, of projecting to my Christian pals. Here's what my life looks like. Um, and then going to another group of friends and living however I want. That was
0: always present. Okay. So my next question is, do you think it's possible to stay true to your faith or even accept faith and walk in your faith hmm. and be in Greek life at a school that's as big as FSU? For instance, because there's a lot of big, that's not SCC, but you get my point. Like a lot of big. Yeah, don't come for the ACC. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. The, what I, the LSU girls listening are probably like, <laughs> okay. That's right. Uh,
1: they love that. They ate that up. They ate, they ate up that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you think it's possible
0: great. to be able to, like, honestly be active in Greek life? Not just, like, okay, I have a sorority letters, Greek letters in my bio. Like, I'm kind of dabble, but I mainly hang here, but like active in your Greek life and also be alive
1: yeah no that's a great question i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna answer it specific to like greek life like is it possible um stay true to your faith but you know i think even greek life aside like this this is what we all have to sift through right Uh, you know as far as being um being pilgrims being here on earth for a moment being true citizens of heaven is we have to ask ourselves how much darkness can i take in my environment like we all this is what we all face being christians living out our faith helping people know jesus and in figuring it out. If, I, if I'm going to do this missionally, is this even the mission I'm called to? Um, so I, th- I don't know. I think this is like a meta frame, uh, but so I'll answer that specifically to, to Greek life. I'll say, yeah, functionally, it's, it's absolutely possible to, to live out your faith in Greek life at a school like Florida state or Florida or Alabama or Ole Miss or somewhere not in the Southeast. Um, I, I had have a long list of names of faithful people who, who have done it. Like we have, um, with, with Dulas, uh, the ministry to people in fraternities and sororities, I, um, I have the, the absolute pleasure to get to lead. Um, we, we just graduated five seniors this year that truly and honestly spent their college years preparing for a lifetime following Jesus. And uh, man, what a, what a beautiful thing it is to, to see them go and to send them out and, and to, and to get to watch them while they hear like, man, they're not going to put this thing off. They're not having the, the classic Las Vegas mindset on college. Like mm. I, what happens in college stays in college. They're saying, no, I think, I think what I'm doing now is, is who I'm becoming. And I want to be conscious of what, what that will be. Uh, I would say, I think, I think the, everyone who wants to do it does it. You know, and I th- that's, that's just the, so that's on the flip side. That's the shadowy side, the, the scary part is it's easy to be in Greek life and to not want to follow Jesus. Like when it mm-hmm. comes to, to living for Jesus in the Greek letter organization, the h- absolute hardest part is winning I think of like Matthew 7, 7, Sermon on the Mount Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you. Um, and everyone I see comes to that place where they're like, yeah, I want to know Jesus. I want to influence my chapter for Christ. Um, they do it. It's, it's mm-hmm. the needy people who come to Jesus, the people who need a doctor. Um, but I, I, see so often in Greek life, it's, um, if your life's going great, you're content with who you are, you feel you have good friends, you, you like what you're living, you like what you're doing. Um, there's not really a need, you know, why need a savior? Why need a Jesus? Like I, I feel, you know, I feel great, you know, like, yeah, I do this. Yeah. I've got, I've got this mess in my life, but overall I'm happy, healthy and, and have good friends. So I, I, you know, why change is what i see far more often so that is, one it's possible um two it's really difficult it's really difficult um and it, um it's I, I i find that being one of the x factors is if you want it you know if you want to follow jesus um yeah the the one who seeks is is gonna find it.
0: Hey guys, I want to tell you about something really cool, a great treat that I just discovered called Dibble Cookie Dough Bars. And so if you're anything like me, you grew up trying to always eat the cookie dough and your mom slapping it out of your hand saying, you can't eat it, it's raw. So these Dibble Cookie Dough Bars are just amazing because they are all natural and it's a great treat and there's no raw ingredients in it so you know it's healthy it's good for you it won't kill you or whatever your mama used to tell you if you were like me and so go to dibbledough.com now and go check it out it's a great gift you can give a friend who's having a hard time going through a breakup because everyone wants to eat cookie dough when they're in their feels or if they're having a great reason to celebrate so go get some now they're the greatest bars I love the chocolate chip they have other flavors too and they're so delicious I promise and I, I like what you said about that because I think you're right as in it's not always what you want to do because obedience looks really lame in the college setting and you almost create this whole once I graduate college and get to the post-grad world and get ready to start a family, like that's when, you know, I want my kids to go to vacation Bible school. I'll, I'll go back and like raise a kid in a, in a family setting. That's when my faith matters, you know, but Right. right now this is college is about making the most of it, like having fun. You see this picture on like TV shows even without realizing how much that affects you of like, even just social media, like this is the college experience. Like, go an old road, total fraternity move. Like I have to kind of fit this mold of college or I'm missing out. And I think it's just a sphere of, if I don't live this way, I'm going to not have cool drunk stories. I'm not going to have these typical college things, no old wise tales to tell my kids. But then mm-hmm. I think the problem with obedience is we have looked at it as like what God's neglecting us from. Like we've been like, okay, if i obey God, I'm missing out on sex before marriage or this life or being the cool one at formal or again, inviting the formals because people are more likely to invite someone who like was more willing yeah. and so you're so focused on what you're being neglected but you forget about what you gain in the blessings and the blessings mm-hmm. are eternal obviously and that's the best part but the blessings are also like in this world like don't just live for jesus for heaven like live for jesus so that you get this beautiful relationship that also protects you in so many ways and i'm sure you can speak into that too
1: oh yeah oh yeah i mean that's how um uh, one of the one of the simplest truths concerning that, consider, concerning obedience that I've been um, sitting on for the last couple of weeks, is we, we tend so much to think of the Bible just the way that you're describing it as this rigid set of rules. Um, and yeah, the Bible's got rules, sure, um, but it's, it's far more accurate to say the Bible shows us how life works best. And even more than that, it's not mainly about us and how to live, but it's about God and what he's already mm-hmm. done. And coming from a place of that, it makes obedience. So yeah, it, it's it's a shift. It's a shift of like, okay, if I come to this this faith that um, what God says is good is good, and what God says is bad is bad. And I think even just looking into that for a moment, it's easy to to agree with. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that changes things. So I, I, I love what you're saying there, and I, and I will add to um to to the conversation of walking out your faith in Greek life. I've found the absolute mo- single most important determinant. Um, is community, is having a robust sense of community. I mean, you know, me, the collegeman Discipleship Director at Downtown Community Church, of course I think that. You know, of course I think community <laughs> is important. Like, I, like that's, that's what I spend my life doing and building and helping others do is finding and building community. Um, but in my life, when I finally started having continuity over my face, or face over my faith, um, it was that. It was, I was leaving the frat house once or twice a week to go be with people who would send me back out to the context in which I was living. So I I, I found that I had to make weekly time one to three times a week to just sit with people who wanted to spur each other on in the faith.
0: Yeah. And I would even go far to say if you're only hanging out with people who are your sorority or like the fraternity, that's like on the same like tier or whatever the stupid terms and colleges, then you're probably not living the gospel because Mm -hmm. you're, you're, You're French, I mean, I hope you speak into life. Like those are the people that's easiest because they're around you so often. They're at your formals and stuff. But those you're there's plenty of other great people in Tallahassee, Florida, in Gainesville, Florida, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like there are plenty of other people who can mentor you who you can disciple. Like it's not just the world is bigger than your own sorority or fraternity. And if you really want to find that community, you may have to look elsewhere. It may not be in your sorority, but don't be afraid if it's someone who's in a different sorority or fraternity as you, someone who you would never think you would get along with. Maybe it's the crazy sorority and there's an older girl there who's the chaplain who can disciple you. Like whatever you may quote unquote think about that, like don't, reputation is not, the name of God, you know, like there's no reputation. There's that you're a child, you're a daughter, God, and you should be making disciples, not making more Kappa Kappa pie, whatever, you know? And so.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll add to, I'll go one step further. I'll turn it on the opposite. end. if you're only ever spending time with Christians and you just, so you go from being right. isolated by Christian community to isolated in a Christian bubble, I would, I would say the same thing that you're, you're not living out the gospel in the sense that you were created to Either. You know, we weren't meant to, to come into this holy huddle um, and never go back mm. out to, to the, the, the people that we were called to, you know, we're called to seek and save the lost the way Jesus did. Yeah. Um, know, the way I love thinking about community is like a gathering at the family dinner table. As we come together, or the family breakfast table, rather, we come together and we go out. And then I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll come together and we'll go out. Like, think, like, how weirder a family would it be if we just sit at the breakfast table? And we just sit there all day, <laughs> until up to sunrise, just with our orange juice and cereal and newspaper. It's like, okay, well, time to bed. I'll I'll see y'all here at the same family table in the morning. <laughs> it's like, nah, you, you gather at the family table to go out and then to come back.
0: I have never heard that. That's a good, that's such a great metaphor, whatever you would call that. And I, yeah. I love that because I think, yeah, if you're only hanging out with Christians, if you're only hanging out, if you're only having theological debates and you're not living an act of love, then like what? what theology do you really know? You know, like if mm-hmm. you're so busy nitpicking those little things with Christians and trying to go deeper in that and you're not, even, nothing wrong with that. But if that's all you're doing, that was a good word. Okay. I liked, cause I think you told me this recently and you said it really well. So I'm, I, that's why I asked you this question. So I'm wondering if you're going to say the same thing you told me before, but why did you want to work at a church in a college town and not just a college town, your college town?
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. I think, um, I mean, it was because my faith was so on and off throughout college. I mean, obviously, like I had, I had a deacon from my from my Baptist church back home saying, you're going to go back there? You know, like if you're going to do ministry, you know, you've got this opportunity to go be, to go do youth ministry in a, yeah. in a town that's brand new. Probably go do that. So, um, so Dylan was, had
0: another opportunity is what he's trying to say to like go and <laughs> do like the typical ministry my, thing, be a youth pastor.
1: Yeah, I could. Bill
0: chose I, I, his college town.
1: Yeah. yeah, I could be the most rocking youth pastor of all time by now.
0: The mustache, um, it would have been the kids would have loved they it. Would love it. They
1: would love One it. The school been, boys, I would have been pushing those school schoolers over left and right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the games, yeah, the games would have been ridiculous. Um, no, so um, that's a great question. I think I know what you're thinking. about. I know, like, I'll I'll get to the the thought.
0: Okay, um, you know what I'm so, waiting for?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll go right to it. Actually, I think I think the principal. Well, I mean, this isn't the rule, but what, what I think I see an underlying theme um, inherent in a lot of people who enter into ministry, even enter into some other job, and want to minister to others, is that we most often seek to impact others the way we're impacted. Um, so that's that was that's my why for for being here. It's a, there's a little more of a journey than that, um, but for me, my faith really happened for me while I was in college and i and so as as far as like the youth the youth uh ministry conversation goes for me it just um i didn't want to go and spend three to five years with some middle schoolers and high schoolers and then send them off to college and hope that they weren't lying to me when they told me that everything was going great and that they find a church and they were staying away from the bad things and they were doing the good things because because that was me you know that was that was what i was doing is I, I wrote back to my youth pastor and was like, oh, yeah, dude, it's all, it's all good. We're all good. And, and meanwhile, my faith is failing. And um, I, ha- I haven't popped the, the scriptures open in months. Um, so that's why I wanted to stay and work at a church um, with college students is because um, this is an environment where for the first time um, – most students with a, with a background or history with church are choosing to make their faith important and not important on their own accord for the very first time. And I want to be there for that.
0: No, that was exactly, I, I remember you saying the whole, the, I don't want to be the person they're lying to that. Yeah. That's a good word. Cause I think, yeah. and there needs to be that person there who's helping the foundation of faith. Cause I think there's even a six, six that like like 80% of people who are going to accept Christ do before they're 18. Like, you know, right. Oh you,
1: uh, yeah. Don't, don't hear me. Like, yeah. Down yeah. yeah.
0: So youth ministry sucks. But I mean, that's why you were youth, called. It, it, Cause you remembered lying yeah. to your youth pastor. And I remember, I remember going to back to them. Like, what church is join? And you have that one church you just named that no one will know if you're there. And no one will know if you're not there, you know, yep. like the typical, and you're like, it's great. I, I totally have a small group but like you know yeah. you don't and so i think it's really cool that you're also not just back in a college town it's your college town where mm-hmm. you were impacted where you yeah. won't be the one they're lying to because you'll be like i know you're not showing up like i'm looking at right. the audience and i miss you and so
1: that's okay like, that's okay we can be honest about that yeah you know? like yeah. That's cool. let's get coffee and, you, and
0: you're not like holding a record of their attendance you're just like yeah. oh i i'm gonna reach out to him and check on him is he okay like
1: yeah yeah, I, I think everyone deserves a, a shepherd who's overseeing their souls. In fact, I think that's the, the biblical model of what church is for. It's like, I submit to the authorities, and they're going to have to answer for for you. Um, mm. And in and, and that is checking on you.
0: So for any seniors in high school right now listening to this who want to rush, or even if they're younger in high school listening to this, I know most of my... I have, a lot of college students listen, but I do have a big portion of seniors who listen to it. Yeah. What is your advice about them getting ready for summer and like preparing for Greek life? Other than don't go on Greek Greek. other, than, nah. <laughs> <laughs> other than, right. I
1: don't even know if Greek Greek is still a thing. Is that so, a still
0: thing? I don't know. They're probably like, what got, is that?
1: <laughs> I've got no idea. That's, this is a huge question. Um, I got, I got a lot of thoughts on this one. Um, so the piece of advice for that, that senior who's considering Greek life, um, I'll start here. I'll say. For Christians, for someone who is um, a believer and wants to continue making their faith important to them, my initial warning is usually "Hmm, probably don't probably don't. And and I'll qualify that Um, for me. I mean, it's a little different in in, other schools. But in Florida, I've seen in my six years being involved with Greek ministry. I've seen, to my knowledge, only one guy enter into Greek ministry specifically to influence it for Christ and not become unstained by the world. And he actually did it. And that was a result of one, his purpose. He's like, I'm coming in here to make these guys some Jesus boys. Um, Two, he had that community. And three, it was his conviction on alcohol he um, did not drink a drop of alcohol in his entire four years of college to this day. He doesn't drink. And so that, that's like, that's the guy who I've said, yeah, he did it right. And I, and I just don't see that happen all the time, but I, I'd say remove from that. Like I, I'm not here to tell you what to do. You know, like when, it, when I was coming off to college, my youth pastor who I loved and respected and had a great relationship with tried to, and give me like pinky promise that I would not join a fraternity. feel
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> <"Tell me, laughs> like a grown man with you yeah. as an 18 year old, like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: tell, tell me you won't do it. Um, <laughs> and so I know, I know that's not effective. That's not an effective way um, to do it. And I, I don't really have a vested interest in that because I think that, um, man, the harvest is plenty and we need um, Christ-centered laborers in Greek life. Um, but I think trying to pump um, fraternities and sororities up with Christians is is a bad way to have more disciples in fraternities and sororities, and a good way to have just less Christians in the world. <laughs> I, it's just it's just a really tough environment mm. to live out your faith. That's why I primarily go to reach people who are already in Greek life and raise them up um, as disciples. But I would say, if anything, if anything, um, just be honest with yourself about why you jo- join. You join. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, why am I joining? If if at the end of the day you look yourself in the mirror and it, it, you know it, this is assuming you're a Christian. If not, I have a completely different answer um, for the one who's not a Christian at all. And it very, you know, I would love to honestly. I'll give I'll give my information at the end. If this is you, I would love to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you because I think it's different for everyone. But I think the biggest blanket piece of advice for the person thinking about joining a sorority or a fraternity out of high school. Yeah. It's just be honest with why you're joining. Um, because like, there's, I mean, think of the reasons we tell our parents or we tell ourselves like, Oh, I'm going to meet my future bridesmaids or my future groomsmen. Um, or they, are oh, they so good at philanthropy? You know, <laughs> but let's like, let's think about it. like, you're going to have someone standing by you on your wedding day. You're going to, you know, you, you just are, you're going to have, you're going to have enough friends to stand by you on your wedding day, regardless of whether you join a, a sorority or not. Um, and if you really cared about philanthropy, just do philanthropy, you know, like, like, don't, don't like be honest with yourself. Don't, don't kid yourself into the reasons. Like take take a look in your mirror and say, why do I want to do this? What is the underlying thing? Why do I want to jo- go and join fraternity, a fraternity or sorority? And if your reason, if, if at the end of that moment of self-discovery, your, your reason is I want to go in there and I want to mess that place up for Jesus, then join, a, join it, do it and go do it.
0: And I know, and like, I, I did it for friendships. And I think my advice would be like, when you choose, and I, I mean, I made my best friends. They were all in my sorority. Yep. Like, yeah. and, but granted I could have done better at making friends in other sororities. I was kind of like, these are my people. He, 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 like yeah. to five till I freaking die. And then, yeah. but I will say this, like you said, don't lie to yourself about the reasonings why. And also make sure, even though I got lucky and found like my people in Pi Phi, I, chose Pi-Fi probably not for like the best reasons and I thought any girl going to Baylor but I don't want Pi-Fi to get mad at me I'm not saying I -hmm. I had another sorority rush me with there was older girls I'm like I want to be like you and I granted I definitely think I was meant to be a Pi-Fi not this other sorority but I went Pi-Fi just straight because of the classic stereotypes like I want to be like the blonde, cool girl. Like I want to yeah. be the like. Same and so, I be the
1: blonde, cool girl too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. It's so a that's. I can tell you, really striving for that. Um. So that's. I would say what, and you do go through rush, whether it's sorority fraternity. Make sure the reason you're picketing it isn't selfish reasons, especially like if you're already doing it. So if you know your why ahead of time, you know it's to make friends. Make sure it's not to like have this revenge on people in high school and show them that you became a top. Make sure it's not so that you can be with the cool guys. Cause the cool guys only associate with this one sorority, like go into it with like a, okay, I'm going to pray about it. Where do I feel most at peace? Like, where do I see God using me? Where do I feel like there's older girls who I want to be a pledge class? You'll support me. And obviously there's still a lot of people. And so it's going to be very hard. And I know no matter what we say, like, I, I wouldn't go back and not rush. I'll be honest. Like I, I loved right. it. But I wish I went to it with the more mindset of being honest with myself, like you said, in choosing things for the right why. Like even if it isn't to mess it up for Jesus, like which should be your main why, at least do it because those are nice people who you want to be with, not because they're popular. Because then you'll be upset during rush week when the popular girls cut you or the po- the popular guys don't want. As if there's like a lot of guys listening yeah. because <laughs> the wrong reason. So yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, you, yeah, you at least owe it to yourself to know to know your reasoning. And your purpose for joining because I, I just went purposeless for a long time. And yeah, I would agree. I, um, man, God absolutely um, set me on a redemptive trajectory. And it is an absolute gift that I get to have wow. the brothers that I have and, and um, be affiliated with, with the organization I'm affiliated yeah. with. Like, um, yeah, it's an absolute um, gift and God has redeemed that situation for sure.
0: Okay. So before I ask my final question, I want you to tell people like about like if they go to FSU, what's Dulos FSU? Like how can they join? Even though it might be summer when this airs or school might be done, like they can go and follow it on Instagram and get ready to really be connected in August. You want to give a yeah. shout out towards that? Yes, you know, that's I'm it.
1: Here. Yeah. Our, uh, our handle is at Dulos FSU. It's D-O-U-L-O-S, the Greek word for Servant, um, shout out to Greek. I hope, yeah, if, if, if you're in a fraternity or sorority, you've learned your Greek alphabet. Um, you can, uh, you can, if you're in Tallahassee, you can check out my church, it's also on Instagram at DCC Tally. Um, and then if you're one of those people who's considering rushing or has rushing, you just have questions, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Believes, D Y L A N Believes. Um, and I would love to just talk if you have any of these questions. Um, I think so much of them are contingent on context and background and what's going on in your life. Um, So I would love to talk to you personally about anything that we've talked about.
0: Yeah. And I, and I just want to say that I I feel like, especially I always get nervous with my girls about like, if a a guy says Instagram, like Dylan is one of the class act, like there's someone you can trust. Like, I I don't know Dylan well, but I have a lot of respect for who he is. And so if you have any of those questions, I'm honored that he's willing to talk about those things with you. Or yeah, or
1: Or, even just DM Doulas. Dylan,
0: Dylan. I think they should DM you, Dylan. I I didn't even think
1: about that. No, no,
0: no. But I know you're... The thing with Dylan is, like, I know his intentions are always, like, want to make disciples i don't i don't know him that well but that i there's i trust it and i feel the spirit in him. change so, it you know change
1: it scrap that just no, <laughs> take care of you.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it everyone do you, everyone follow dylan believes on instagram blow yes. it up blow it yes. up okay and so before i conclude this podcast i do have to ask you the last the last question the most yes. important question okay so because the podcast is called i'm tired what is something that has given you life and energy these days?
1: Yes. That's, um, that's a great question. I think I, so as I've been thinking about my summer, I've realized I'm getting, I'm getting to the point, like I've, I've probably never been to three weddings in my whole life, but this summer I have six weddings and that's like, that's been like the, the, like that's been giving me energy the same way that like a splash of ice cold water to the face gives you energy. It's just like, uh, all right, we're going to Montana, California, Tennessee for weddings this summer. Like we're gonna, we're just gonna be rocking out. So also, like both of my roommates are getting married this summer, which is really, really uh, exciting. So are you, I, Grimsman, I,
0: like, how many are you, Grimsman, for?
1: Uh, half of them. Half of them.
0: Oh my gosh. I was just, the past two weekends, I was in two weddings. I was bridesmaid for both. Like It was like two weekends back to. That's why, I mean, if people are listening, my voice is a little hoarse. <laughs> it's, from, yep. it's from the dance floor, man. It was good. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. The it's band the next, is a I've, live I've band. I was like singing Don't Stop Believing at the top <laughs> of my lungs. And so that, I mean, that was actually going to be my, the fact that I just spent two weekends being a bridesmaid. It's such a like, as much as it's, like, cheesy, it's expensive. And it's, like, over yeah. but yeah. it's such an honor to stand by friends that you've watched. Like, one was a college <laughs> sorority, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking
1: about covenant I before a, Jesus, you know? We're talking know. about covenant before the Lord I and mean, like, it, It's, it's crazy. crazy. And you're, like, yeah,
0: we're watching this marriage. Like, we'll be here for you when you hate each other at 40. I'm not hating each other, but, like, when it's not hard, like, that's just such a cool picture. And so, mm-hmm. and, uh, the, yeah, I mean, I bridesmaids dresses I'm glad like those are one of my friends bought it was like very like not my style and like the best but it was so pretty people were like it's so pretty but I'm like oh my gosh I can't dance in this and so I totally understand about there's so many variables and so much fun yes. um, but also I'm also glad that my little professional bridesmaid experience is done for a little bit so you're you're right. so you're about to pass the torch to you to be I'm going all person.
1: pro I'm going all pro this summer
0: yeah and so it's once in California
1: yeah, yeah. My buddy moved out to California, so I'm I'm gonna meet him back, meet him over there.
0: Meet him over there. That's yeah. a, that's a couple flights. Is it two flights? I'm meet
1: you there. Like, meet you there it's like, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't don't make me regret, don't make me regret saying this gives me energy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And but, then wait, where are the other you. ones?
1: Oh, say say again.
0: Where are the other weddings?
1: Um, i
0: I want all the wedding crashers to be able to know where to yeah,
1: go. I'm um, there's one there's one near Tampa. Uh
0: huh. Near
1: Tallahassee, and then. Tennessee, Montana. Oh
0: my gosh. You are in the ringer with weddings. That's what my roommates kept telling me. And like, you're actually in the ringer. But that'll be fun. It'll be so great. And you probably know a lot of people going. And they probably all love Jesus. If they're getting married this young, they probably love
1: Jesus. Most of them. Most
0: of them. So Um, super fun. Well, Dylan, thank you for coming on the I'm Tired podcast.
1: I want to hear I want
0: to hear what's been giving you energy. Oh me, thank you. Yeah. You know what? Usually I I add it. I was actually gonna say being a bridesmaid. Like that was that's my that's plan. It. It. I saved it for this line. I was like, I'll just say that at the end. Cause I'm hoarse from the I guess the dance floor. A live band is giving me a lot of energy out of one. Or, okay, or yeah, a DJ playing like Usher. Like it's like mm-hmm. one or the other. Um and then on a like real note, I and I said this on the other one, too. I me and one of my best college friends moved to Orlando, which is cool with her son. And she's married. And so it's cool because we're doing a Bible study all together, just me and my peers. And because all of us were like, oh, when you get older, you have to create it. Like, you just can't... Ex- no one... No one's... There's no young life leader for a 24-year-old. Like, it's not right. ridiculous. Um, and so we're doing that together, which will be fun. And it's just cool to see, like, my college best friend with my Orlando best friends, like, coming together. Like, just a small world. And so that's giving me life and energy. Beautiful. but Dylan thanks for coming Thank um, I hope everyone joins do FSU or downtown community church yes in Tallahassee Florida and if not I hope everyone gets plugged in look there's a lot of do losses at different campuses I know I spoke at one at Alabama and Tuscaloosa y'all should look at that like so many crew-based organizations and just look for campus ministries in your area especially if you plan the rush that you have that community